And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's going on, man? Let's create some more content. Oh, man. That's what we're going to talk about today. I know that much. Now... We're back for another edition of our 52-part series on how to start a tech company. Matt, did you notice something different about today? Uh, yeah, I did. What? It's Friday? Yeah, that's right. We moved to Fridays, dude. Yeah, they kicked us out of the Wednesday spot. We are now, I think it's probably because the production staff and the marketing team at Full Scale and Startup Hustle. And by the way, Matt, today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by FullScale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. And man, we sure do exactly that. So reach out. Thank you to the so many of you that already have. So come find us. We want to try to help you solve your tech problems. But I think really the production team at Full Scale wanted us to really bring people in to the weekend I, I think it's you know saturday morning you're out on the soccer field watching your kids play soccer and you can listen to full scale and we'll be right there ready to go you mean startup hustle yeah or both, both. we're kind of one and the same on sundays <laughs> speaking of soccer i do want to point out that my daughter has an 8 a.m game on Saturday morning, and I just feel like that should be illegal. So well, you can listen to the podcast uh, while you're watching her game. True, and I might because you know re review the game tape and determine that the best thing about these episodes is in fact Matt. So <laughs> you know the hardest part about owning Full Scale with you, Matt, is that neither one of us can be Matt at FullScale.io. So yeah. We'll figure that out. So, all right. Why you need to create content? Well, this is something we have some, we have a little bit of experience about between the content that we've created for Startup Hustle podcast, the blogs between all of the different things we've done and Startup Hustle TV. We've created a little content, haven't we? Absolutely. Content is king, right? Yep. And you know, there's so much info and stuff out there from so many different sources that, well, if we want to talk about popular people, like you got guys like Gary Vee, who mm -hmm. encourage you to make your company a media company that happens to do other stuff. Mm -hmm. And I've always actually looked at our businesses like that. I mean, um, you know, you should be a sales and marketing company that happens to do whatever it is that you do. And yep. That's it. And, and, in the modern world, creating content is a popular way to do it, but my God, people are bad at it. Is that fair? Well, they're more than anything, they're inconsistent, right? I mean, yeah. they're bad at it, but they're definitely inconsistent and it takes consistency. Yeah. So what the, there are reasons that creating content is important and there's a i mean a whole lot of it so and i think a lot of it revolves around you know where you're creating it and what your objective is uh for 
I mentioned earlier about blogging, you know, the at fullscale.io, the blog where we publish an article every day, uh, well thought out articles about technology, entrepreneurship and different stuff. We get 30 to 40,000 visitors a month to the site that are finding that in search engines. So the why of that is we drive traffic to our site by providing some great content that answers questions. And that drives leads to the business and drives customers right. and creates revenue. Creates cre credibility, yep. right? So I think one of the first things, and you know, you, you alluded to this in one of the past episodes that I often say, you got to look like you're in whatever business you say yeah. you're in. Absolutely. But it's credibility. And yeah, and that's, and that's a key thing. So like, do you actually know what you're talking about? And it's a good way to build some trust. Now, I mentioned earlier that I've talked to so many Startup Hustle listeners that have reached out for full-scale services. And they invariably tell me, like I'll get on, I'll, I'll begin to tell them about some of the, oh, I'm actually really familiar. I listen to the podcast. I feel like I already know you. Well, another good example of this is um, in tech, you know, often I'll be trying to solve a specific problem, right? And I may search Google like 20 different ways about different things. And if the same freaking company shows up every time, they must really know what they're doing in regards to this, right? And I see that happen a lot. Like you searching the sure. same sort of topic over and over and over again. And one specific company just like owns Google for whatever that topic is. And it makes them seem very authoritative, right? So, yep. and, and we try to do the same thing at full scale. We have a lot of articles about what we do. And, and depending on what you search on Google, you're, you're going to find us, right? And, and even yep. if somebody just goes to fullscale.com, they don't know our blog exists, right? They just go to fullscale.io. And if they click on blog and they see all the content and they're like, wow, these people know a lot about what we do, right? And it just makes you seem authoritative and up to date. Like you're publishing new stuff every, you know, every week, you know, about what's going on in the industry and trends and all these different things. It just makes you seem like you know what you're doing. You mentioned that one of the, so there's a few things that, that, and I wasn't kidding. I think most people are pretty bad at creating content. Um, I think a lot of it is that they are focused on just the idea of creating content, but like, what do you, what do you want to get out of it? Like, what's your end result? And you, know, you mentioned like, is, is your win traffic? It could be in some businesses, in our case at the full at fullscale.io, that's not the case. We want you to register or reach out or schedule a call or do something to talk to us where we can see if it's a good fit for us to help you or do business together or anything like that. Now, when you create content, I, there's one rule that I always look at is with whatever you create, post or any of it, if anyone watching it or look it looks at it if like the overwhelming response could just kind of be like so what it probably sucks mm -hmm. you know like people like some of you it gotta learn like, something so from you have it. to or you need to entertain people or you need yes. to like and and part of that learning is also like solving a problem so in a world filled of content social media platforms digital advertising all of it you got to think about how you're going to get start by how are you going to get anyone to even stop scrolling? Right. Well, a, good, and, a great, go ahead. No, no, please. So a great example of this, I think actually Gary V I follow him on TikTok, So I see him on TikTok, and, and he was talking about one day, I think just going on LinkedIn, right. And finding different topics are related to you and you can comment on all the threads, right. 
But if you're if but if your comment is something stupid like ha ha yeah I agree, it doesn't provide a lot of value. But if you provide some super well thought out message that other people read and they're like, who is this guy? He knows a lot mm-hmm. about this. And the next thing you know, they click on your profile and maybe they reach out to you, right? Or maybe they connect with you or follow you. And then over time, that relationship gets nurtured and you know maybe something comes of it down the road. But the key is, is creating that content. And even just commenting on things on LinkedIn is content. Yeah. I agree. And I'm living it right now. It's, I made a post the other day on LinkedIn that was asking, I said, my phone doesn't even ring unless you're on my contacts list. And that makes me wonder and want to ask is cold calling dead and a thing of the past. Now I wasn't expecting this, but I, this has been up for now two days and it's got 82,000 impressions, 2,365 votes, 226 comments. And, and now here's the thing is a lot of the people that are having the discussion, they're like literally very in-depth answers and a whole lot of stuff. And some of them are even telling me how, how lame I am and how lazy I am for even asking that question. They're like, this is something that's, that I see asked all the time. And I want to be like, well, why are you interacting with it then? Why are mm-hmm. you engaging with it? Why are you commenting on it? But here's the thing. They are. So some of that is, and that's, that's simple acts of tribe building. So part of the content, the part of the downstream effect of a lot of content can be what is intended to be, be tribe building. So tribe building, a great example of this is, is music. So like the Grateful Dead, people followed that band all over the world, Matt. And a lot of it was because they wanted to see their friends in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Right. They found as much value in the downstream effect of the top level content, which was the music in that case or the concert, but they found so much value in each other. So when you talk about like things like those comment threads, like as long as people are being productive and they're just not like, fuck you, you suck. That's not productive. Right. But I mean, there's a lot of people like having like very in-depth conversations about a lot of it. And, and so that's effective content, even for the people that are telling me it's not effective. And I'm like, I actually replied to one of them. I was like, man, uh, this, this post took me about 20 seconds to create and thousands of people are engaging with it. It's kind of hard for me to feel like it's, it's inefficient. Now that said, does anything come of that, that turns in to business or what I want the intended result to be. Now, look, my intent with this was I was literally, I wanted to answer my own question because Matt, as you're aware, we tr- we've tried a lot of different things to sell at full scale and cold calling has not been successful. No. So I actually just wanted well. to crowdsource. Yeah, well, but for some industries, it does, according to the hundreds of people commenting and arguing with each other in the feed. By the way, the results of that post right of that poll right now, after nearly 2,400 votes, is 68% of people believe it's not dead and 32% believe that it is. Now, I mean, that's the biggest sample space I've seen on an online poll I've created. Now, it definitely believes on the, it definitely depends on the industry you're dealing with. Sure. And that was, that was the conclusion I came into like a lot of, a lot of people and they all seem to, I've been checking out their profiles. Now you talk about the end result, dude, I have not, I get a lot of connection requests and follows on LinkedIn already. 
I and they and like the graph that shows you that is like just so spiked. So here's Pegged the thing this though. week. Well, yo, dude, yeah, like it's like LinkedIn's gonna call me in a minute and be like, you're gonna need a new graph, <laughs> sir. But so so here's the thing is what does that accomplish? Now, I don't know if that post is gonna accomplish anything, but one thing I do know is that LinkedIn's algorithm is gonna show all those people that engage with my stuff the other stuff that I post. Yeah, yep, absolutely. So in that particular case, it's super efficient. And first off, 80,000 impressions on LinkedIn is valuable. Yeah. Like it's valuable. I mean, even if that was what, $10 CPM, then I got $8, I got, that's an $800 post. Well, so I think, I feel like something we should talk about are the different types of content. Right. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of different types of content that you can create, like the podcast All different. That you're listening to, yep. to yep. comments on LinkedIn, to blog posts. And, and we can do a whole episode about blog posts and all different kinds to TikTok. I mean, I, I follow lots of people on TikTok and we've, we've had guests on here like Kristen Thomas, who does a sex therapist that has a huge following on TikTok. And she makes a lot of money from posting content on TikTok for her business. Right. Like there are a lot of different forms of content. What are some other ones you can think of, Matt? Like we have some great people on Startup Hustle TV that do really well with YouTube Yeah, I was going to say YouTube. Yeah, Yeah. YouTube's a big one. Now, now here's the thing is because, so for those of you listening, Matt and I have a lot of of experience with this. Now, Matt's former company, Stackify, which is now Netrio, you guys did such an amazing job. You built a blog that was getting 800,000 to a million visits a month. Yeah. Now- the conversation about what you do with those visits after is a different subject, but you get the traffic to start with and that's super effective. You know, that's really good, but creating a blog article is a completely different approach than a video. Yep. And, and it, it depends on like, so video like blogs and the same thing with a podcast, like a podcast is it's different and you need to approach it. So I think about YouTube and okay, well, let's look at our, our startup hustle uh, co-host. Eric Perkins. Eric now makes more money off of his YouTube videos than off of the construction company that he runs filming the videos. They they are absolutely a case study for this topic. I mean, for real. And like, and but the result of that is Eric has always wanted to provide valuable content. I actually have learned how to do construction things. I know how to use a speed square because of them. But here's the thing is that so in that particular case, what a surprise, like, I don't, you know, like, yeah, it's Eric's getting offered TV shows and stuff like that. Now he's turning them down. He's like, I don't even want to do that. Hmm. It's not what I'm interested he's in. He's going to be on HGTV so next. He's been offered all of them, man. Wow. And so the thing is though, is now as a result, he's got a five year wait list for building homes. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Right. Now, and now here's the thing, Eric, Eric published a hundred videos before anybody ever seemed to care or follow them. He did them consistently. He did them with quality and he was diligent about them. And I think the biggest mistake people make when it comes to content is they create two pieces of it. And when they're not an Instagram, YouTube or social media star after that, like, yeah, it didn't work. Didn't go viral on the first one. So we have YouTube. Um, can, when we say social media, like, I mean, that's Facebook, Insta, TikTok, LinkedIn. I mean, if you're like sell a product, maybe Pinterest. I feel like Facebook what else? is Twitter, dead. Twitter, the Twitter. Dude, no way. 
I don't know. Face, I mean, you, you've got to build it. You've got to build but, a page but, so, with a lot of followers and everything. I, I feel like it's hard to get. We have people. one, Matt. We yeah. have well, one. Know, it's the start of Hustle Chat. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you know what? That So let's talk about that for a second. So we created that like three years ago and then didn't do anything with it. I think the worst thing you can do with content is, well, it, just because you build it. It's not Field of Dreams, Matt. No. You. It's not like, if you build it, they will come. That's not how it works. So, yeah. So anyway, so you have the different platforms. You have written content. You have paid content. Uh, you could actually have live content, right? Like mm-hmm. webinars and just a whole lot of that stuff. Now, oh shit, Matt, this is a really overwhelming list. So what do you think comes next? Yeah, like, that's the biggest challenge, right? And it's what to do with this content. And even at Stackify with like creating blog content, it was like, what do we do with this? Like some of it is product yep. marketing that we can use and sales follow-up and, and stuff like that. I mean- yeah, that's the thing. You got to have a strategy of, of what to do with the content. And is it content that's attracting people at kind of the top of the funnel? So it's just awareness that you exist or is it more, you know, at the bottom of the funnel where if somebody engages with this content, there's a high chance that they're a customer, right? And there are different kinds of content. So I think you, I think the first thing of understanding the importance of it is like what jives best with you, right? Mm-hmm. Like some people do not do well in front of a camera. They don't, or they don't know how to edit a video or any of that. Okay. That's not the right thing for you. Can you write? Can you create an article? Can you I do can something do cool like maybe tricks. you oh, usually feats of athleticism. <laughs> I once saw Matt jump over like a five foot tall block uh, stack of Jenga blocks, like giant size Jenga blocks. And you, dude, you didn't spill one of them. Nope. I've got ups. I feel like you got bit by like a radioactive spider or something. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of creepy how you pull it off. So, so you know, some of that too. So you have audio content like this podcast. Yep. Right. So some people are good at that. Some people aren't. Now, one thing I can tell you is no matter what you choose, if you're trying to get started, you're going to suck at all of it right away. I think we figured it out 600 episodes later. 600 700 episodes later this show still sucks no i actually it's funny i look at some of the reviews that occasionally people will leave and they'll be like i went to i started at episode one and i didn't get that far i'm like 700 later that might not be the measuring stick we should be it's like it's like nobody at this point in time would expect me to watch every episode of the simpsons either it's like after all these true nobody's gonna watch all of these I went to Disney plus and like looked at that and I was like overwhelmed. I was like, Oh my God, like there's 4,000 seasons of the Simpsons and 9 million episodes. Where do I start? But now, but let's go back to credibility, Matt. Okay. So we've got almost 700 episodes of the show. That's credibility. Like at least it's at least persistence. I was going to say, it's least credibility that we want. I mean, uh, <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, someone's, I mean, punishment. maybe someone's, it's true. So, okay. So once you decide what you want to do, I think one of the things that's important, you know, you, you alluded to content often can break into other pieces and fall into other buckets. I think that's an important thing to know. I think that's an important thing because for example, you look at, all right, so let's say we're going to create a, a video on YouTube. 
slices and pieces of that can turn into Instagram posts, Instagram reels, Facebook, LinkedIn, a lot of it. You can take the parts of, of the sum and spread them out into a lot of places. Like same thing with like blog articles, like maybe some of that turns into FAQ or help or some kind of content. Right. Yeah, you always so, create a lot of content like that for full scale and gigabook in the past, right? About onboarding yep. and, and customer mm -hmm. common customer questions, stuff like that, different kind of content. And that, well, you know what? And that's the kind of con we keep talking about marketing content. How about that? But by the way, that stuff has literally changed the game for our sales process at all those platforms, because I just answer the questions that everyone seems to ask. So give the answer. And, and, and like, here's the reality. It's funny. We we're talking about the cold call thing, dude, you'll never get me on the phone for a cold call. Me either. Do you answer? I just hang up. Right. Right. No, I, I mean, I, right. So do I, and I don't even answer. Right. So like, if you can't get a hold of someone, like people don't want to talk to people as much anymore. So if you have, but if you have the answer that, okay, I will watch a one minute video. I mean, will I, I will. Yeah. But I think it depends so much about the business you're in, right? Because you don't really take phone calls for a living. Like full scale's phone number isn't even on our website, right? No. So and no it's one not answers like you, it because it's yeah, not how we do it. Yeah. Yeah. But if you worked in an industry where you get lots of phone calls, then if a telemarketer calls, you're like, I don't know, it could be a customer. So I got to answer the call or whatever. Right. Yeah, I have some people in that LinkedIn thread that are telling me that I'm missing opportunities to do business by not answering the cold call. I don't feel that way because I don't think that the people that are just probably on the line them. cold calling me are, yeah, why, yeah, I don't know. They're cold calling have you, you from some call center in the middle of nowhere and you're immediately going to start have, selling them something. Have you seen Boiler Room? Oh, yeah. The movie Boiler Room? You know, when he sit, he's like sitting there eating cereal and uh, at his table and the guy, the newspaper guy calls and he basically teaches the guy how to do a cold call. And then he's like, so do you want to buy it? He's like, no, I read the times. Uh, but, but some of that, like, I, I mean, I, I, I don't answer those calls because they're a distraction. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I, maybe I am missing business. Maybe I'm not, I don't know. Anyway, join the thousands of people arguing about it on my LinkedIn comment. And so on a, I, on a Facebook group too, start a puzzle chat. Yeah. Well, and that's part of what we talk about. So some of that is content that, okay, Matt, do you know that more than half of the revenue that we have created at full scale is because people know that they can reach out to you or I about full scale services? Yep. So how do they know about that? How do they even know who, where, what? any of that of what we do must be content that we've published making noise yep making, making noise. noise i say that a lot too let's make some noise okay so now when it comes to content i i love the idea i like specificity you know like i don't i'm not i'm not obsessed with like how it's not about how many of what it's about who exactly who are you, who are you speaking to? Cause you can get, okay. For, so an example is if you, you might create content, a blog article and get a million visits a day from it, but if 0% of them result in anything productive for your business, you may actually be a depth. It might be detrimental to the business 
as opposed to helpful. So all those videos on TikTok of me dancing are not necessarily going to find us customers. <laughs> Do you really Even have if I go videos viral? of you dancing? Do you have videos of you dancing on TikTok for real? No, but I'm, I'm going to create some this weekend. <laughs> so, well, let's talk about that for a second. Cause one thing I think you need to consider as well is the content you create can very much be detrimental yeah. to your yeah, brand, your credibility. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, that's the first thing You're that came into my head instead. was like, I'm not going to work you, on it. Well, but so think about this. So let's talk about this though in the content because, all right, so uh, these last several years have been politically charged. Is that fair to say? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't care which side of it you're on, but I know that there are a lot of people that have, that I don't find to be as credible because of a lot of the content and shit yeah. that they're pushing out digitally. Yeah, absolutely. Like, let, let, let's just live in the middle and just say, who cares which way Matt and Matt feel in their personal lives? And we don't talk about that shit on this show isn't about politics. But is there someone somewhere over the last few years that because of the content they're publishing, you're like, fuck that. I'm, I would never do business with that person. I mean, and, and that's, that's always the joke about Facebook, by the way, is like Facebook is the platform you use to hate the people you love. And then like TikTok, <laughs> TikTok is the platform you use to love the people you'll never meet, right? And it's for this reason, like on Facebook and even on LinkedIn, people get really political about stuff. And it's like, I just- That's not, not what we're it. here for. I'm not yeah, here for and that, so Yeah, so in that, in that particular case, it's like, you know, so you, I think you got to give some, some thought to that too. Now that said- so I know an unnamed financial advisor who has some political opinions that aren't popular in his region because he's just outnumbered, but he, but he kind of was like, you know what? I'm tired of this shit. And I know some of you are going to hate me for it, but this is where I'm at. And that is actually resulting in him getting more business. And that's possible, right? That's possible too. You get people to gravitate so, towards you yeah. because of, I mean, that's such like a bipolar opinion, right? You're on one side of the other. Yep. So potentially you attract yep. people. But there are other things you could do that are very negative, like, you know, exposing like your crazy shenanigans of your dating life or some shit. I don't know that people's yep. like, it's totally negative. There's nothing positive that can come from this thing where there could be other things where you take, you know, strict opinions that way. And maybe you get people that rally to you because they agree with you. Yeah. So there's three, there's a, a few rules here. So whenever you talk about sex, politics or religion, you actually have a statistically a remarkably higher chance of alienating someone than getting them on your team. Uh, why? Because people have very specific, well, first off, like the sex thing is just not appropriate. Like you're going to, it's just not. Um, when it comes to religion and politics, there's just so much, in, like it's so intricate. There are so many different avenues that people are going to go down that one of them people are like oh man you know and they just and like i said so i think you should keep that out of your content if it's related to your business unless your business is related to politics or religion or sex now kristen yeah. thomas she should be talking about sex like all the time well because she deals with people with all she's genders a, she's a sex coach stuff, right she's yep. a sex coach that's why i'm performing at the top of my game <laughs> good coaching Okay. I mean, I'm so fucking terrible. It's all right. Ask, ask my wife. Wait, I'm not supposed to talk about that, but no, but so some, some of these things, when you think about the end result, 
is like, how are you coming off to other people? So, and some of that too, like, oh man, like I said, some people just don't need to be on the other side of a camera and it's not because they're ugly. It's just because they kind of give give their tone or boring. Just like, yeah, they're boring or, or like, or smug. A resting bitch face. Yeah. Is that it? Am I doing it? How does that come across in a blog though? But some people just, well, they that, just that's can't point, write. And they don't that's have the, the, to- the right yeah. kind of tone and they're just not good at it. Dude, so one thing I learned, and I know you've learned this too, with the blogs and the different stuff, people hate, generally, overwhelmingly, people hate writing. Yeah, writing is tough. Like it's hard to find people that'll do it regularly and consistently. Now that said, there's a ton of places that you can, that will write content for you based on guidelines and output that, What's that one that Joe, something Joe, fat Joe, fat Joe, right? Like you can get people to, I mean, they're writers, they're freelance. You can get people to create it and then you fine tune it or whatever. They'll write okay, anything so, for like 50 bucks. So here, let's <laughs> talk. Good, but. So let's talk about another thing in the content. So you have just like regular posts and stuff. And when it comes to like, this is another thing, like, okay, Matt, didn't you, a few years ago, weren't you gleaming about the brilliance of me as a graphic designer just using Canva? Yeah, you did a really good job at that. You, you might've been the best designer we had. I, and I'm not I anymore, thank God. But the point is, is like that, I mean, that's free and or 15 or 10 or 15 bucks a month at, at the most. And it made it really easy for me to create like everything from the sizing to the templates to like all of it. If you're going to post something, remember you're representing yourself and your business and all of it. And you got to look at it and be like, does this look like crap? Because if it looks like crap, yeah. And then also, so another thing too, so we, I don't think we got into how to get people's attention, Matt. Well, and it's and, not about, it's not promotion. about talking about you. Yeah. It's not about talking about you. If you want to get people to pay attention, you got to talk about the problems they have that you want to solve. Right. Like, or just be really direct. A podcast for entrepreneurs, still without a doubt, the most successful marketing campaign that I have ever launched. You know how I came up with that, Matt? I saw a Got Milk ad and I was like, God, these guys are onto something. Short and sweet. I love it. What do you do? And make it clean and clear. Right now, we, ha- we do have an ad for a post. Hire software engineers in like 1 million point font. And it stands out. That's all you need to know. That gets my attention. What doesn't get the attention is a shitload of words and a tiny font with an ugly color laid on top of another ugly color. So Just keep scrolling. Just keep scrolling right. by it. See you. And so my book editor, Patrick Price, go to askabookeditor.com to get his help. The first time he helped me, I had paid someone 600 bucks to design a cover for my first book. And I showed it to Patrick and he literally goes, Matt, this is terrible. And I was like, I really like it. And he goes, have you shrunk it down to the size of a thumbnail yet? Mm. And I did. And I immediately was like, oh my God, this is terrible. Yep. So some of that, you got to give some thought and consideration to what it looks like on someone's tiny ass phone. Yep. If it's the icon on your uh, TikTok or your phone or your app or whatever it is, yeah, how does it look? You know, other things too, we were talking about video. Do you know Andrew, our our fellow, tune in mm-hmm. on Tuesdays. I think he's still on Tuesdays. I don't know. They just 
tell me what day to show up and record these now. Andrew got in trouble because uh, with with Jessica, our producer, because he had too many videos that had toilets showing in the background. <laughs> So, and you know what? We told Andrew about it. And he's like, he was embarrassed. He's like, oh my God, I should have noticed that. But so certain things, like I said, like some people are going to notice it and some people aren't. I was thinking about some of the funnest content I created. I remember once stealing a Ferrari to go take it to play penny uh, slots because yeah. I was going to, was that yours? That was mine. I had a plan behind that. I had a hundred dollars. I was going to double, 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 double. And then I had my own car. So didn't really work out that way. And also you're not allowed to film stuff inside the casino. I didn't really plan that out. So, I mean, you know, look, overall, there's a zillion types of content you can create. You got to have some intent behind it. Think about what you're wanting to do. I think really in the end, as we kind of wrap up this episode and you brought this up, like some of the most valuable content I've created isn't marketing content. It's explaining. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just trying to figure out who finding your audience. Right. And to the point earlier of like, even if you're posting on say TikTok or YouTube or whatever, you don't really care if you get millions of viewers, you're, you're yep. looking for a few thousand people that are the exact audience that you're after. So yep. don't, don't get depressed because you just got a few hundred followers or whatever, because if you're reaching the right people, you'll continue to reach more and more of them. And these algorithms tend to work where like, I'm going to guess like males, you know, whatever age, like all like this video. So we're going to show that video to other people that are this, you know, demographic group and all that. Right. So th the more people you get liking your content that are similar to those people, then the algorithms are more likely to show your content to those people too, is the point. So you just gotta, you're not, you're not trying to get millions of people. You're trying to get customers. I want to let you know that I have received 36 new votes on that post during this recording. Wow. Dang. I'm, sh I'm shocked, dude. I'm shocked. I have, yeah, I have another thousand impressions that occurred during this. Like, I, I'm totally surprised. Like I think your poll now, is the, the de facto standard answer at this point. <laughs> you know what's funny is you're gonna I, give a TED I talk wanna, on this, I think, soon. I I I might. I might. Now, <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, is like is I kind of want to make a comment that says, Thank you. Look for my look for my similar question about cold emails in a week. Um <laughs> Yeah. But you find something yeah, that works. So here's yeah. So, you know, a couple of things on the way out. And, you know, once again, today's episode of Startup Pulse was brought to you by Fullscale.io. Reach out. I love talking to you folks. But, um, you know, like, it, not everyone's going to agree with your point of view if you're in, if you're brokering opinions. And, and we see this with the, with the podcast, you know, and like, there's a couple points that I have, Matt. One, it, it's about who you're talking to. So because of this show, uh, so many people have asked me questions about podcasts. And a popular one is, is along the lines of like, so I only, I'm getting this many downloads. Is that good? Um, now, I asked that same question to Joel Cummins, the keyboardist from Umphreys McGee and my co-author. And Joel said to me, I said, I'm just trying, this was like a year and a half ago when this show really started taking off. And I was like, is that good? And he said, well, Matt, do you, do you feel successful? 
And I said, yeah, I feel like we're, we're successful with it. He said, then it's successful. And another point of view with that is, and I told this to someone, so I had a guy local, it was very niche topic. And he said, I only get about a hundred downloads per episode. And I said, if a hundred people showed up to hear you talk tomorrow, would you be happy with that? And he goes, yeah, man, that'd be amazing. I said, then you're successful. Cause that's what that is. Right. Yeah. So it's all scalable, but the, but if you find like, and you don't need a d- different businesses, like now if you're selling Pepsi, you got to sell a lot of units, right? Most businesses don't need to do that. They don't nope. need millions of transactions. They just need a few. To win. Yeah. And another thing too is, all right, so look, I'm kind of using this LinkedIn post as an example, which is probably going to run its course by the time this episode comes out. Yes, it will. It'll be closed by then. But, you know, what, here's the thing. I don't care that there are people in here that like this. I love this. I actually invited this guy to be on the, on the show. Um, This guy bills himself, Benjamin Dennehy, uh, the UK's most hated sales trainer is his description. And I invited him to be on the show. He said, the quote as cold calling dead post is actually more annoying than cold calling itself. It's the equivalent of sending an email. It's lazy. He's being critical of me for making the post and I don't care. That's fine. You have to subject yourself to the fact that people are not always going to agree with you. Now here's the thing that has 137 likes and 15 more replies. Benjamin, thank you for helping my engagement. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. More likes uh, gets, you know, the algorithms are going to further spread the content. So thank you, sir. Thank you. And if they're talking about it now, look, have a productive conversation. Now, if this guy was like, you're an idiot, you're dumb, stuff like that. I won't leave those comments in because that's not, that's not productive, but you gotta be, you have to be willing to let everyone and everything discuss you and be okay with it. Like Joel, like the musicians have to learn that because not everyone's going to like your show that night. But here's the thing. If they're downstream talking about it, Hey, they're still talking about it. Sometimes there's no such thing as bad press either. I feel like I, I have a hard time wrapping my arms around the truth of that on some days though. Cause I think there's a hell of a lot of people that got canceled and me too that would say that probably wasn't good promo. How's Harvey Weinstein feeling about that? Well, I guess that's your next poll for LinkedIn. No, my next poll is going to be, uh, I don't ever open uh, an email that's a cold email. And it makes me want to think is cold emailing dead and a thing of the past now? Cause apparently I'm like, I'm on pace for a half a million impressions on this. Wow. I know. Like That's actually crazy. more, more two days for 82,000, some impressions. Like, all right. I'm waiting for like uh, Gary V or somebody to comment. He might be, I do. I can't even keep, I got other shit to do, man. I can't even keep up with two, the hundreds of people that are commenting in here. Like, wow. yeah. Yeah. Now that said, Hey, it is what it is. So Matt, what's your, what's your, uh, what's your freestyle? What's your, uh, your conclusion here? You know, I'm, I've got a back a large background in in creating blog content, so I'm definitely a fan of the blog content, um, especially content that's like compares you to your competitors, certain keywords that are really important in you know industry thought leadership kind of stuff. 
that you can use in sales and marketing on your website uh, could be multi-purpose for a lot of ways. And I think that's the minimum kind of content that most people need. Um, I love uh, people that are really successful with other forms of video content and podcasts and stuff. But uh, the blogging has always been more of my specialty. By the way, on that LinkedIn post, there was a guy that said, well, add me to your content, uh, to your contact list because I need to call you. Right. Like yeah. now it's funny because someone was giving me shit. They were like, you're, I, I was like, I literally, I stated that, uh, that I felt that the post was efficient. And someone said, well, how many, how many people replying have you done business with? Well, first off, it was a day later. So let's let that develop. And I said that, but literally I, so I reached out to that guy, I sent him a connection request and I said, send me your contact info. And let's talk. And he just sent me a message and he's interested in using full scale. <laughs> there you go. See the content you created like, on LinkedIn. It's a dude in fruitful. Silicon Valley in Silicon Valley with a company that's existed for almost 20 years. So yeah, hey. you never know. Make I noise. mean, now here's the thing, dude, if that, if I, we end up doing business with that person, then here's the point that post could be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions to our business. So therefore, everyone can hate me and call me lazy or all of it. And if, the, and if the result is I get a great customer out of it, then I'm cool with that. Matt, I'm going to get back to posting. Oh, I did post another poll on LinkedIn that literally just asks, are you any good at what you do? <laughs> um, which I just kind of was curious. And you I want to just sit. I, I want to tell everyone that answered it. So the options are yes, no, and TBD. Only 80% of people said yes. 5% said no. 14% said TBD. You, sh you should have made one like, of the answers average at best. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> anyway, Matt, I'm going to get out of here. I'll see you All next right. week. Thanks, everybody. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.